0: I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back. And if you are new, you know I'm going to say welcome to you too, boo. So we have with us today, Lisa C. Willis. Now, Lisa Bob, and I'm going to let Lisa tell you how Bob she is, but she real Bob. We connected uh, not too long ago in the club, clubhouse. And she's been somebody who I've been following, just watching her work, watching her grow and was super, super excited to find that she was first gen as well as a graduate of UCLA. So I got mad family out there. So to all y'all out there, what's up? We got Lisa in the house, but definitely Lisa C. Willis, because that's how you got it branded. What's up with you? How are you?
1: Man, first of all, I appreciate you recognizing the C because that's totally a part of me. And yeah, Lisa C. Willis here, and I'm just happy to be here with you. I am feeling the energy. Let's get it
0: absolutely look i saw that scene i'm like i know what that is i'm real big about those initials it's your name and it's definitely you said a part of your identity but i like that lisa c williams like lisa c like who is that who would that be lisa c (laughs) no but look thank you for being here um let's just jump in because i know everything about you well not everything but everything you told me tell the people who you are and what in the world you've got going on these days
1: man, who am I? I am. I am a child of God. I am a competitor. I am a hooper and I am a lover. Like simply put, that encapsulates all things about me. I mean, I wake up daily trying, trying to please God. I wake up daily figuring out how I'm still a hooper, 10 years after retirement and just waking up daily trying to see how I could bless somebody else's life. That, that literally is who I am.
0: It's interesting that you say you're still trying to figure out, you know, how you're still a Hooper. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting because for so long, for all of my playing career, but even after that, I didn't want to be identified as a Hooper. There were negative connotations that go with that. I didn't think people would think I was smart. I thought that people would just look at me, especially being a female Hooper, a black woman Hooper. Like I didn't like some of the stereotypes that came with it. And so, and not even stereotypes, just I wanted to be seen as more than that. But it yeah. wasn't until after my dad passed away a couple years ago that it really forced me to reflect on who I am as a person. And all of the good things about me, I learned from the basketball court. You know, Mm. being resilient, a good communicator, understanding how to reflect, understanding just how to transition. Like, this is all stuff I learned from the court. And so um, I'm I'm a hooper through and through.
0: I love that you're just owning it. (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) I have this thing that, that I share all the time with folks that, whoever we are, whoever we're meant to be, whatever we're supposed to do, we can't escape it if it's who we are. And I think sometimes when we think about, I mean, even me, I'm first generation, you're first gen. We're both black women. We can't escape those things, but how do we embrace them and make the most of them? Because they are truly defining things for us. They definitely shape us. And I grew up with sports. My mom actually tried out for pro basketball when I was a child. And I was like, mom's ambitious, but, you know, I know she's not dumb or just, you know, a jock. So it's interesting to hear that there is that perception of those who play sports because I've never had it, but I've also been somebody who's played sports. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But I can see what you're saying though. And I do appreciate again that you've allowed that evolution to be a part of the journey rather than fighting it because when I see you show up, I'm like, there go Lisa C. Like, you know, like, it's just the content you put out, you know, which we'll definitely talk about that. And, you know, you being an author and a speaker and just doing leadership development. So, like, I love how you are owning it to help young women like yourself to own it, too, and not see it as a bad thing because you are a role model. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was kind of thinking, though, because you didn't have, you want to say, like, a traditional path because you did go on to play as pro sports, which I think is, you know, very commendable. And just congrats for that journey and just being able to see dreams realized but in that path what are some of the major lessons that you learned just being an adult you know after college and not necessarily being the student athlete but then now being a pro ball player
1: i i learned and again this this was a process but Mm -hmm. i learned that all experiences matter Mm. all of them they're going to shape you one way or another so you might as well be intentional about the shaping of your future like, there were things that I experienced when I was in college as an athlete, as a student, in my family life, uh, in relationships. All of those things matter because it could, whatever your identity is, whoever you are, it could either chip away at it, and that could be a good thing, or it could be a bad thing, but it could either chip away or it could add to it again what could be a good or bad thing and so once i really started to appreciate and value all of my experiences then i appreciated and valued myself
0: Hmm. i love that every experience matters was there ever experience that you had that you were just kind of like i'm pretty sure it is but like yo this symbol why is this even happening how did you get through that? And you don't have to tell exactly what it is, but how did you get through that? Because I think challenging experiences are the ones that we don't really process and see as something that's supposed to be a part of the journey.
1: Um, but, I, you know, we know it very well is. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I definitely had more, <laughs> more of those than I care to share. But what got me through was remembering why. Mm. Like this sounds like I could I could bottle it up, package it up and deliver it to you right now. It wasn't so clear cut then, but the essence of it was me remembering why I was doing it. Why am I here? Like I put myself in this situation for a reason. Why did I do that? And Mm -hmm. it always stemmed around the love that I had, you know. And so if what I was doing or going through wasn't directly related to the love, it always was a means to get closer to that goal.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that was that was what did it for me. Like a lot of the junk that I had to deal with came in basketball. Like mm-hmm. I was never a coach's favorite, like never. And it's like, I could have the best stats. I could be the yes sir, yes ma'am person. I graduated early, like never got in trouble. But for some reason, my coach just was never filling me. And there was a lot of BS that came with that. And a lot of times it would make me look at myself like, dang, like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I get any love? Why can't, you know, everybody else is being talked about in the newspapers but me. And I'm the one that shut down the other girl. I'm the one that did all this. And so then you start getting wrapped up in, you know, approval and the fans and all this other stuff. And it's like, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. When you were at the YMCA with your two little pigtails just out there hooping, that was when you loved it. Like, get back to that. It has nothing to do with this lady or the fans. You love basketball. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that because I was just going to ask you with all, all the things. And again, your first gym. So I'm pretty sure Lisa's the one that made it. <laughs> How did you stay grounded because not only was there celebration, I'm pretty sure there was, I'm about to be Mary J. Hateration. So like, <laughs> how did you find your balance and stay grounded? Because I'm pretty sure not just being the first to go to you know, college, but then to be a, a athlete and then to go pro. That was kind of like the dream
1: to some folks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, God helped me with that mm. a long time ago. Man, I remember I was about 13 years old and I was ranked top three in the country. You know, a year later, I won the California Player of the Year Award and then won national championships. I got every individual award and team award, award that a person could get in high school. And I was feeling myself. Mm. You can't tell me anything. Like I'm nice, so why are you even dealing with me like this? Like I'm nice. Hey, who are <laughs> you? Because like, I'm nice. So what are you? I just, I just was, just on the verge of just being ridiculously arrogant. And mm. he humbled me. I tore my ACL, mm. and I went from top three in the country. Had to sit out the summer, which was a important time. And I went all the way down to number thirty seven. A lot of people would love to be number 37 in the nation, but for me, that was a humbling experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was always a hard worker, but I was able to see that without this hard work, other people are getting better, you know? And so it was God saying, this don't have anything to do with you and your hard work. This has everything to do with me. I don't care how hard you work. Like if you're not acting right, then we're, we're not going to keep this train rolling for you. Like you mm. fall in line. Because you can't be claiming to be a Christian. You can't be trying to walk on both sides, but you're being arrogant and nasty to his people. And I promise you, I didn't verbalize any of those things, but that was what was in my heart. And so mm. that, that, that's, that's wrong. So he he humbled me and I realized it could anything can be taken away from you in a matter of a second.
0: Absolutely. I thank you for sharing these things, because, you know, when I think about you and your story and what I've gotten to learn about you in the time that we've just, you know, just been networking and connecting and, you know, haven't gotten your book. So, again, we're going to talk about that as well. But it's just important, especially from the angle that you're bringing to the show that um, we haven't had just yet, to be for real, that you have had the success that people aspire for. And I really want people, especially first gens who are walking a similar path to really be able to hear from somebody who's, you know, been up, who's been down, who's been up again. So again, just thank you for sharing um, these parts of your soul. So moving into, you know, something I'm always excited about talking about is the entrepreneurship because you are here, Lisa, you are here. <laughs> what was it that made you just want to go ahead and take that dip into entrepreneurship? Cause you could have done a number of things and I'm pretty sure I had a number of opportunities. So why this path?
1: It kind of it kind of crept up on me actually. <laughs> it did. When I when I injured myself, I had already had like basketball camps going, and mm-hmm. so I started doing more basketball training one on one just because it was easier to get into. It was going to, you know, feel that passion. I was still not completely whole honestly after dealing with the injury, and so this was easy. This was in my comfort zone. So I started doing basketball training, but the way that I did it was different. Like, yes, I I was helping people with their skill sets, but the way that I did it helped them to be better people, be better students, get them closer to the potential that their parents saw in them that had nothing to do with sports. And so I'm getting great feedback from that. And so I'm like, oh, wait, I need to be more intentional about this. this that was the way that I was trying to do it. Because that's how I knew how to do it to show care. But then I started becoming more intentional about it. And based on the feedback that people gave me, I just built my business out more and more. So then it went from me, you know, kind of working on mindset with athletes to working on mindset with schools and then working on mindset. With corporations and then just developing, you know, uh, curricula to go with that Mm. for workshops or trainings. And then I was like, this needs to be put in a book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that literally is, you know, the 45 second version of my journey through entrepreneurship.
0: That's really interesting. And I'm glad that you linked into it because some people be like, nah, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. How can I do this? I don't have the resources. But you were just like, it's a natural thing and you allowed yourself to journey through that. But though it's been a natural thing, what has been challenging for you in, you know, this in this path?
1: Um, selling myself. Hmm. That's always that's always been difficult because I've always had my dad, you know, when I wanted to play basketball with the boys. My dad would say, do I got to hold your hand? And I'm like, yes. So uh, (laughs) like, (laughs) you said that to make me upset that reverse psychology was not working. Yes, I need you to hold my hand. You know, and then I had an agent. If I wanted more money, he would get me more money. You know, I Mm -hmm. always had somebody speaking up for me. But now when it comes to business, you have to sell yourself. I hands down had a better product, but it's like, okay, how do I get people to see that I'm the person that can take you to the next level? And there's advertising, but then there's marketing. Mm. I know how to advertise. That's just buy an ad, you know, show everybody, plastered it around. But the marketing, I, I had a hard time showing myself, showing my journey, showing them who I was because that took a level of vulnerability. And so that was difficult for me.
0: So, you know, thank you for your transparency, because I'm pretty sure people look at on the outside and be like, what? I would have never thought. But I know how it can be Cause same here. I don't like it, but it's necessary because otherwise mm-hmm. how you go out with business. Right. Uh, so how have you been able to work through that and build up the confidence to market yourself? Seeing that, again, it's been quite the journey for you and having to do it for yourself.
1: Well, I I've thought about the alternative. You know, and I, and this is something that I'm still working through, but I thought about the alternative. Like if I don't do and this is my mindset for a lot of things that I don't want to do right now. If I don't do this, who will miss out on the blessing? Mm. And I'm scared, you know, because I don't want to do this. Who's going to miss out on the blessing? And then that's like, dang, like I might want to miss out on the blessing. Mm -hmm. you know, along with other people. And so that sometimes you just got to kick yourself in the butt and go. And -hmm. that's kind of been it because it hasn't gotten comfortable for me. So,
0: yeah, I don't know if it ever will for people like us, (laughs) but it's (laughs) necessary and say, what are my other options? I love being an entrepreneur and I find myself saying, am I going to be my boss and, you know, deal with some of the things that may be uncomfortable, but are stretching me and helping me be a better person? Or am I going to have somebody boss me around? <laughs> Which one do you want? And so I'm like, I don't want the latter. So I'm going to show up. So I love that. And again, just the practicality between what's the options, you know, being honest with yourself about what you want and moving forward with it. So I did want to talk about your book a little bit because, you know, it's a part of your entrepreneur journey and getting you out here speaking and changing these lives and these corporations mm-hmm. just everything else. Tell us about it and, you know, just the heart of writing it, what you want people to just really know about it and how you see it
1: transforming the world. Yeah. So this book, this book is me, mm-hmm. Like it's, it's me processed. It's me just dealing with the ebbs and flows of being a basketball player. One thing off the top that I want people to know is that the issues that athletes deal with, those are not basketball player issues. Those are human issues. Those are people issues. And so, you know, you can you can be a star and still battle with accepting yourself and trying to figure out your worth versus identity or trying to differentiate between your role and your identity. And it's difficult. It's very difficult, and so you know, through this book, I talked about some of those struggles, and I talked about how to get over them, how to use them, how to process them, so that you can take that experience and move forward and and be greater than you were before. That literally is the essence of the book. All experiences, like I said, all experiences matter. So, as an athlete, you need to know that once you're done playing. It's called when the buzzer sounds. So when the buzzer sounds, you know, after a game. So you're just stepping off the field, off the court, off whatever. Or when the buzzer sounds, once you hang up your shoes, Mm -hmm. like everything that you've done within that jersey is transferable to when you put on, you know, your, your lab coat or your business suit or your mommy or daddy hat. Like you've gained great skills from being an athlete and we are worth something even after we're done putting the ball in the hoop
0: mm, I'm digging that and your book how clever when the buzzer sounds I was going to bring that up because it's one of those things I mean just having been in sports for myself I did track and field for a long time played basketball like middle school so I ain't no pro here <laughs> um played football in high school I've cheered I've done volleyball softball so I was always the the fat kid playing sports, but I loved him. <laughs> so just kind of thinking though, I can remember several games when the buzzer is like that was it, the end of the game. And even for you to talk about transition, I just thought that was so clever. So I'm going to tell you, I really, really like that. And to those of you who are listening, please go check that book out, go get it, go buy it. I've got it myself. I've been enjoying it, but it's nothing like a person telling their own story. That's why I asked you to share with us. You know, and the why behind it because I think that also helps people to connect with the work. But yeah, when the buzzer sounds, it's kind of I can hit it, and I'm just kind like, "All right, go into the locker room." You know, a timeout, take a break. But it's just you know that that transition, the symbolism of what you what you did with that, I just think it's clever because even the idea of when the buzzer sounds it's going to be a new quarter you know, it's going to be uh, a new, we're going to halftime, we're going to chill for a minute, but it's a matter of like regrouping and coming back. And sometimes for people, when they graduate, when they do things, that's that, that's the last time they're going to get the buzzer in that way. So then how do you take it and make something of it? So kudos Mm -hmm. to you for that. I was like, I ain't just trying to gas you up, but I was like, damn, that was clever. I like that, you know, but it, it, it goes together very well. And I think it really speaks to, you know, who you are. And again, the work that you're doing that. We don't have time either. Like you said, we don't we don't have time. We got to go out here and make the most of what we do have and you know, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um so just thinking of, even like you talk about transitions, um, what are some of the things that you are doing to continue to invest in yourself both, you know, professionally and personally?
1: Um I'm always I'm always reading like I have <laughs> my Audible account. <laughs> they tie <to> you.
0: <laughs> 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 they tie to you. Ah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, because when I'm working out, like, I'm like, I can't just be rocking out. Like, I need to I need to be soaking in something. Mm. But yeah, so I'm always I'm always big on reading, on getting different articles and just really honing in on the message that I'm trying to share with other people. There's nothing new under the sun. So we're all sharing the same message, but my voice is different from your voice. Yeah. And so my voice is going to to resonate with some people, and yours is going to resonate with others. And sometimes it'll overlap. But whoever is listening to us, they need to be able to really receive what we're we're giving. And so that's one way that I I invest in myself. Then two, I invest in myself with you know coaching, different different programs. That stuff costs money. <laughs> <laughs> definitely costs money. I just finished paying for one. I was like, my goodness, I can't wait till this pays off. But you know, you, if you want people to pay you, but you're not willing to pay for yourself, like that's, that's kind of interesting. That's not a good way to go about it. And so I invest in myself that way. I invest in myself with some of the intangible things like, like hard work and showing up for myself. And not BSing, like giving myself quality work, not just spending a lot of time doing something, but spending quality time with with my process, not getting down for too long, like being resilient. Like that's that's the way that I invest, because like you just said, we only have so much time. And if you run into some adverse situation, which we all will, if you spend time just mulling it over, now you're wasting time. You spent it. You literally spent time on that so those are those are some of the ways that i invest in myself
0: Mm. you know i'm sick of you right now because you didn't call the people out (laughs) uh how you want people to pay you and you trying to pay nobody (laughs) (laughs) mm, there it is i I mean because i'm avid for coaching for paying for courses for education Mm -hmm. and if somebody said it, I didn't have to say it. So just gonna, <laughs> we're just going to highlight this clip. We're going to highlight that part because like, no, that's real. And in investing in yourself, the key word is invest. And invest is more than just I'm buying or purchasing. It's mm-hmm. the idea that there's value and there's something in this for me that is going to benefit me. You invest in a house, you invest in stocks and bonds and whatever else so it's just that's why I ask about investment and to understand what it means to invest is more than just spending money and that's what makes a difference so but I'm gonna be quiet though because you gonna say what need to be safe you said, so, <laughs> appreciate that thank you <laughs> Um, yeah but we are at a point gosh you know I enjoy this conversation you're just you know easy to talk to and Just a field of wisdom and I, I appreciate that you've been even just willing to spend the time with us and to share your story. And I'm definitely hoping that those who've been able to tune in have gotten value. I'm sure they have because I definitely have, but as well as continue to seek you out because you definitely are one of the most requested speakers, you know, in the empowerment space and talking about leadership. So those of you who are working in institutions and for corporations like, you hear her, so check her out. You know what you're getting. There it is. But Lisa, we just really want to know from you, what words of wisdom would you like to leave us with just to kind of carry with us and to remember you by?
1: That's good.
0: Oh, <laughs> we going it to today. We going it to today, yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, simply put, you are enough. Like, there is one kind of cake that only you could bake because only you have the ingredients to do it. You already have them. So just mix it up, apply a little bit of heat to it, throw a little bit of icing on it. But then you have a bomb cake that only you could make. And so if you don't make it, like we're all gonna be missing out. So you are enough to give us what we need from you.
0: You know, I was about to say Lisa got them bars. You know yeah. what you was gonna do, whatever. You was low key robbing, just now, Lisa. <laughs> okay. You know what kind of cake you gonna make? bake? That cake. All right, that's gonna be the next. book. bake the cake, bake, bake the cake, the cake boo. Well, listen, I have absolutely enjoyed having you here today. And again, for those of you who want to connect with Lisa, please check out the show notes. All of her contact information is there as well as go cop the book when the buzzer sounds. It is a good book. So what I've gotten through so far has been truly enjoyable. I mean, I love one of the things that you were talking about when you mentioned that you weren't focusing on like being part of the team. It was like being a person over being a player mm-hmm. and I just think the idea of like identity it was in the area around identity in the book but so just thinking about who you are always and not getting sucked up in everything else is going on around you because at the end of the day if you take everything away who's going to be left is going to be you so mm-hmm. but thank you for for your life thank you for you know your legacy that you're building as well and um, just wishing you the best and all that lies ahead
1: and if you need
0: us around here
1: holla at us we got you I appreciate you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to even speak on your platform. I appreciate it. You're
0: very welcome. So, so very welcome. All right now, Lisa. Lisa C. Until the (laughs) next time. Until the next
1: time. All right.